songs. <laughs> Saturday night on Music Row. Wow, huh? Yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm Todd Dills, and in this edition of Overdrive Radio, we're talking music in the Capitol Christmas Tree Hall and a recording session that happened this past weekend here, right here in Nashville. That was Kingsport, Tennessee, based on operator Taylor Barker, you heard playing a guitar rendition of Amazing Grace at the top. Regular listeners, of course, will recall it was Barker who won this year's edition of Overdrive's own Trucker Talent Search, held annually at the Great American Trucking Show in Dallas. Part of the prize for the big win is a recording session at Jay's Place, recording studio in Nashville on Music Row, with longtime producer-engineer and session player himself, Jay Vernally. It was Jay you heard at the top setting the scene for us. Saturday night on Music Row, indeed, where the magic happens, as it were. Session percussionist uh, Wayne Killius joined on drums. These two have been around the block a few times when it comes to recorded music. While I was on hand in early parts of Barker's session Saturday, November 23rd, each speculated the songs they'd had some part in uh, numbered well into the tens of thousands at this point. Before we got to the studio, though, that morning... Taylor Barker and I got together for this talk, where he laid out some of his history in music and in trucking. The present, likewise, as the two are so intertwined for Barker that he's got what amounts to a pro recording studio in the sleeper of his truck for his downtime on the road. He reckons that he spends two or three weeks at a time out before extended stays at home. We started the talk with a brief introduction from which we rolled into his plans for the songs that he was set to record as part of the session later in the day. Along the way, we'll hear a little bit of the workouts for the four tracks that were ultimately recorded for later finishing. I'm Taylor Barker. I drive for Lease to Hennef Transportation of Oak Brook, Illinois, and I live in Kingsport, Tennessee. Um, been driving for 22 years now. Uh, and I pick guitar a little bit. Probably not as good as Todd Dills does, but... <laughs> oh, he's better than me. <laughs> We're here in Nashville. Um, uh, Taylor's coming to town for a recording session that uh, was part of the uh, the package of, of, of things that come along with winning the Trucker Talent Search this year. I was wondering if um, you wanted to kind of walk me through a little bit of what you're planning uh, for today at the with the session and, and what you're hoping to get from it. Well, I'm hoping to, uh, to get the tracks laid down on the about four songs and uh t- today and get to the guitar tracks and the, the keyboards down the drums mm-hmm. and uh and, and hopefully maybe get to uh to vocally record them but if not we'll lay the vocal tracks on top of those and and have uh two different versions you know for you'll have the the music kind of like karaoke if you will sure. and then we'll have the regular tracks the, the finished tracks and once uh and if, that, and if we go down that way then we'll take the finished tracks and record over them and send them back and have them mastered and and they'll be done but i'm hoping to accomplish all of this today in a, in a few hours that we have at the studio so yeah. what uh, what songs are you are you are you going to do here today i'm going to do uh the uh, zane williams uh, 
original uh, while I was away and, and a couple of songs that I wrote uh, do you ever think of me and uh, might do uh, uh, a song called what I wouldn't give and uh, is that one of yours too? it's one of mine yes okay. and, and, I, and I may even lay down the tracks for uh, I've got a couple of different songs in mind but I'm not I, I, I guess it has to hit me when, when the time's right okay. for the fourth song I guess uh, but it'll definitely be something that uh, has never been heard before. So, not, and that'll be something that you wrote. Yes, Barker later in the day would in fact lay down four tracks, including two of those mentioned here. But rather than what I wouldn't give, he did a rendition of "The Preacher and the Stranger," song written by Carl Carty and Jerry Sally, and recorded by Joey and Rory Feek for their 2013 uh, "Songs of Faith and Family" record. You're hearing a little bit of the studio work out of it uh, here with Vernelli and, and Killius. That Zane Williams song is a great song, and that's, that's mm -hmm. the one that you... Um, performed at the truck talent search um in the winning performance um what's what is that where did you come across that song and i mean what, how uh how does it uh where, where does it come into your life i guess well let me just say this uh i learned a valuable lesson hearing that song uh you know as a musician everybody's got a brother or a cousin or a family member that plays guitar and they want to tell you about it so you don't have time to hear them all. So a guy inboxed me. His name's Ricky McNew. He inboxed me on, on Messenger. said, man, you got to listen to this song. And if you really knew how many times I get that same message, and I don't have time to listen to them all. But for some reason, I listened to that song, and I got chill bumps. And I was like, the next time somebody tells me, listen to this song, I'm going to listen to it. So so it was that, it was that song, and... Uh, and he said that Zane was one of his family members. And uh, so I heard this song, and I was like, wow, this this guy is amazing. So uh, I found the key it was in and uh, and learned it pretty quick and played it for a few people, and they said that was it. That was the song. So uh, we went to Dallas, Texas with it, and, and it worked out good for us. So. When, did that, when, did that, when was that song first recorded, was it? Well, it was, uh, from my understanding... Zane recorded it on his album, and it uh, it, he released it not as a radio hit or a radio single. Then Pat Green recorded it, and uh, and he he uh, brought it to radio, and and I've never heard Pat Green sing that song until after I heard Zane's. So uh, they both did an amazing job on it, but uh, I like the acoustic version better. You know, it's more about the acoustic music, so. It was a pretty, pretty awesome song. You've been missing me too while I was away. For every dollar I earn, there's a lesson you learn without me there. For every day I'm on the go, I'm praying that you know your daddy cares. And the hardest part about working hard ain't the bills I got to pay. By the time I made it up, while I was, were already in bed. Chubby cheeks pressed to your pillow, 
by a bedtime book you'd read. Two, three, four. And I noticed that you look older than you did yesterday. You're growing up while I was away. Yeah, I wanted to. No, that's perfect. Yeah. Made a pile right there, of yeah, yeah. We'll just already so, yeah, you're off. yeah, I mean it's it's definitely um and it's definitely in the in the truck uh, the trucking vein. Like me listening hearing that song as a as a somebody that trucks over the road for a living. Well, you know, it's one of those songs that could be Anybody, Rob Thomas, Rob Thomas says it the best with 3 a.m. He said, take this song and use it for what you want. And and that song could be used for, for this emotion you feel or that emotion or that time in your life. And uh, so that song, you know, even you, Todd, you could uh, you could be gone on these, these business trips and come home and your little girl seems a foot taller, you know. So even, even you know, somebody like you that travels a lot can, can relate to that truck driver's uh, salesmen, you know, just anybody, sure. and and that's the unique part about it because it's not branded one way, you know, yeah. and that's the thing about music that I love. Uh, even songs like uh, "Much Too Young to Feel This uh, Feel This Damn Old" mm-hmm. uh, is about a rodeo cowboy, you know, but but it could be used yeah. in any, yeah. any, you know, a truck driver could say, "Yeah, that's that's me right there." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the, that's the genuine thing about music that I love is uh, it's not just a. Uh, it's not a one size fits all. It's for everybody. Yeah, it, it, it sort of it goes for the universal. Yeah, uh, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I love about songs like that. And uh, and most of the music I write or play is uh, is is stories, true stories. Uh, what about the what about these two songs that you're going to definitely be recording today? Tell me, uh, what's the story behind those? Uh. <laughs> Well, they, uh, they're the one. The one song I'm gonna definitely record today is called Cherie Song, and it's a song I wrote about my wife Cherie. That uh, when we first got together, we were both coming out of a bad time of our lives, and uh, so I'd always ask her questions, and she ask her like, "What's wrong?" And she's like, "Oh, nothing." And you know, it's obvious there's something wrong. And it was at the time of our lives that we couldn't uh, uh, really. How do you say? Uh, it wasn't a good time for 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 me to be introduced like to her son. It was too soon, mm-hmm. and and I was like, I want to tell everybody, you know. She don't want to tell nobody. So so I wrote that song about that situation. And uh, okay, when did you when did you and Sh- and Cherie meet? We met in middle school actually. Okay, and uh, so when we met in middle school, I had this biggest crush on her, and and just never told her. So. We ended up moving to another county, uh, just like 20 miles away, and uh, lost contact. And and then uh, 20 some years later, you know, boom, we run into each other, and it's been together ever since. So, how long have you been married now? Uh, you would have to ask me that. <laughs> uh, I know we've been together for 10 years. No, I'm kidding. We've been married for six years. <laughs> Always trying to find a joke in there, right? So we've been married for six years, and uh, we've uh, been together about ten, right cool. at ten years. So that's awesome. Um, and t- tell us a little bit about uh, what you do, what you guys do there in um, Kingsport, and uh, 
and how long? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking specifically about uh, Cherie's uh, boutique and, and kind of the woodworking that you do as uh, it's, it's something of a side business for your trucking and, and everything. Well, it's, for me, it's a hobby. Okay. And and for her, it's a it's a hobby. <laughs> and uh, and it started. Uh, she always said that she wanted. She'd always wanted to own her own store. So, uh, and, and I didn't know the, you know, I didn't know how good she was at what she does at the time. So uh, it wasn't something that was just something I'd want to jump right on, you know. So she did this, uh, she offered to refinish a, a, like a hutch for her brother. And, and it was like, uh, I was nervous. You know, what if she messes this up that I got to buy it, you know? So, so anyway... She did it, and, and I was like, wow, she is really good. So next time she talked about owning the store, I was listening. And so we, uh, I went into this store one day, and the old guy was uh, was talking to me, and I asked him about buying the box van because I was looking for a box van to uh, to start, you know, taking the stuff to the flea market. So while we got this, while this guy uh, was talking to me about this box van he had inside outside his store, he said, man, for the right price, he said, oh, I'll sell you the store. And I said, well, what's your price? And he told me. And I said, buddy, I said, what are you doing behind the counter of my store? You know? So I bought it. And I made a deal with him. I said, listen, I'm going to, tomorrow morning, I'm going to bring my wife down here. And uh, if she likes it, then uh, I'll just give you the nod and you consider it a done deal. Okay. So I brought Cherie down there and she said, oh, I like this little place. So I gave him the nod and I threw her the keys. She's like, what's this? And I'm like, keys to your store and wow. she's just freaked out over that you know so and that's been about seven years ago and uh and she ain't stopped since so she's been and she's made a she's made a business out of it for sure yeah right? um and, and what what's the address it's a uh, 130 broad street kingsport tennessee yeah. and we've moved uh since then uh we've pers she's personalized the store we basically bought his inventory and his leased his building but uh we've moved from you know the outskirts of town to right downtown on the on the square so we're right downtown kingsport and uh and she's personalized it more of what she does yeah. and she's built uh uh she's she's built wonders i mean i, I brag on her all the time todd i'm telling you this this woman uh takes a board that's trash and paints it and puts logos on it and it's like wow you know it's yeah. it's crazy yeah i mean the, the the focus is kind of taking old things and making them new right mm -hmm. yeah. and custom furniture and other things well she uh will take old beds and 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 uh make benches out of them we'll take old doors like you've got there and make hall trees out of them mm -hmm. and uh we'll take uh i make cabinets out of them mm -hmm. uh I mean, it just there's, the sky's the limit what you can build with them, you know. Yeah. I took a hutch one time, and or a, like a van or a, a wardrobe, a cedar wardrobe, and I made drawers and doors for a uh, cabinet that I, I made out of a door. <laughs> so the, the sky's the limit on this stuff, what you can make. Visit my blog at overdriveonline.com slash channel19 and look for the November 29 post there. It's also the post housing this podcast. You'll find a couple before and after photos of a vanity piece Sheree and Taylor found on the side of the road in Kingsport a particular day not so long ago. 
with an interesting little uh, story behind it. One I find particularly illustrative of the mind reading that goes on between two people like these who have a genuine bond in life. Um, tell me a little bit uh, about... So you, you, you um, were into music, um, particularly playing guitar, I believe, uh, as a teenager and stuff. Where... Where does the interest in trucking and where does the beginning of trucking come along for you and how did all, how did that all happen? Well, uh, it started. I knew I, I I don't know. Deep down, I always knew I was going to truck. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. My best friend Charlie, his dad uh, Bobby Skeens and his wife uh, Sis Skeens, they they were overdrove truckers. Okay. And I was always fascinated by the trucks, and I'd sit in his truck, you know, when when he was home and pretend I was driving, I was 14, 15 years old, you know? And I said, one of these days, I'm gonna drive me a truck like this. So, never dreamed I'd own one, but, yeah. but you know? <laughs> but yeah, and, uh, and, and then finally when I, uh, when I got my CDLs uh, and started driving, you know, uh, it, was a, it was a real cool thing that I got to do some trucking with, uh, with who, somebody I considered a trucking legend, you know? And got to work with him a little bit, and uh, it was a really cool experience. So, and who is this again? His name's Bobby Skeens. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the old cats called him uh, Thunder. Okay. And uh, just a, just a, one of my trucking here, you know, yeah. by far my trucking hero. Was he was he an owner operator? Mm-hmm. Company driver. Company, driver. <clears throat> uh, company team driver. Him and his okay. wife both teamed uh, for Kennesaw. Okay. And uh, but that was the guy that got me. Hit it the right way, okay. and he was like a second dad. So, okay. yeah, we uh, and after that, I started trucking uh, when I got old enough. After coming out of the National Guard and doing a little trucking in the National Guard, and then uh, it just kind of led me to the to the trucking industry. As far as the music goes, I never never played music in the trucking industry. It's always just been a hobby. Yeah, and then, like uh, something that you something that you did at home, and you you never sort of connected the dots between. Uh, your your sort of trucking life and and music you're doing until until in recent years I guess. Right? Well, I I used to carry my guitar with me all the time, and I'd make yeah. uh, YouTube videos like back in two thousand three and four yeah. when YouTube first come out, and uh, never once thought about you know going to a truck. I didn't even know what a truck show was right, right. back then, but uh, but yeah, I've been doing it in a truck for a long time. Got a little studio set up in the truck and. Uh, but I just never thought about playing music at a truck show until I met Bill Weaver, and you know, and and after that he kind of led me to the truck shows. So that was uh, it's, it's not stopped since. <laughs> right. It's been crazy. Right. Um, yeah, and there's so, there's so many people doing it, and this, and I've gotten to meet so so many more just because we do this. Uh, the truck talent search competition and it brings in so many different kinds of people and stuff you know and people that you otherwise probably never meet mm-hmm. never really hear from it's just so much out there but uh it's been that's been pretty cool to see and and as people meet certain people continue to be in contact with each other there's like this like scene building around uh what all of you guys are doing it's it's, it's pretty cool you know the best part about it is uh obviously is getting to play <clears throat> excuse me but but uh the best part about it is seeing everybody come together to help charities uh that's 
that's what I love, love about it the most is, is being able to to use the music and have fun but uh but but the, the after effect of it helps people you know can you imagine you know the benefits of driving your car down the road and the exhaust coming out of it actually help somebody wouldn't that be a double bonus you know so that that's like the music you know we get to play and have fun and enjoy it but the outcome the react the, the reaction from it is is positive and, and it benefits uh trucking families and, and trucking organizations so uh, it's a it's a uh, it's a two for one I guess you can say yeah, um, yeah I, I think uh, in our story uh, in November issue you mentioned a couple a couple of charities that you were particularly uh, I think truckers trucks final mile love and, truckers final mile yeah, and, yeah. Uh, there's a group called Attica yeah, yeah. All truckers together against child abuse, and it was founded by Rodney Timms. Yep. And Rodney uh, uh, lived a very abusive life growing up, to the point of almost dying. Uh, he, he was his father was very abusive to him, and and he turned it all around. And uh, and instead of being come becoming a criminal or follow following in his father's footsteps, uh, he started a trucking company. Western Flyer Express and and uh, and, and started this Attica group and uh, or nonprofit and it's just made a huge impact on uh, on people's lives. So he turned it all around, you know, and and and, and become a positive thing and, and and used his the bad in his life to promote good in other people's lives. So and and they've done so much to 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 alert uh, the public on signs of child abuse, you know. I can go on all day about Rodney. He's just that kind of guy. But, yeah, I'm proud to be a part of Attica and uh, I'm proud to uh, support Truckers Final Mile and St. Christopher's Fund. So, uh, and, you know, I'm sure there'll be a, a few coming and going along the way, but uh, every year we like to, to do something a little bit with the Truckers Christmas group, uh, a little group that I was introduced to by Adela Hansen. And, you know, she's been all over trucking for years. She's trucked for a long time. Mm -hmm. Anything that uh, that she's involved with, I'm more than happy to put my name on it. You know, it's, but they uh, they raise money a couple months a year, and they uh, make sure that families have Christmas. Right. What What do you plan to do with um, with the recording here? Are you, are you going to uh, put out a record? You do oh yeah, uh, I plan on uh, using this recording to. Uh, to get a record, you know, I, I may use some of these songs on on the record, uh, and, and add them to the to the CD. But I'd like to uh, use some of the songs that I, that I done that I do and record to benefit some charities. Uh, and you know, if I put them on uh, online or something, and then donate that money to to a charity. So the more the more they sell, if they sell, and uh, the more than the charity would make. I don't, I don't, I've always said I don't play for money, right. but it's obvious sometimes, you know, you have to have your expenses paid, but I don't do it for the money. Uh, sure. I, so, so I feel confident that, uh, that they're comfortable know, knowing that if these songs go on iTunes or Spotify and people download them, that, that the proceeds can go to, uh, on this, on this particular, uh, recording that, that they can go to, uh, to charities. Okay. And play me, play me a little tune here. I can. Don't know about singing this morning, but <laughs> give, it a, give it a shot. We'll see how the sound goes. Yeah. 
songs <laughs> a big thanks to taylor barker for sharing all that with us catch scenes from his session at jay's place on nashville's music row via overdriveonline.com search taylor barker and find taylor himself via social profiles online including taylor barker music on facebook finally we'll go out on my brief talk with broombox stevens of New Mexico-based heavy and over-dimensional hauler serving oil and gas industries, uh, Wilbanks Trucking. It's the fleet chosen to uh, haul this year's mammoth 60-foot spruce uh, that is uh, now staged up at the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. as the Capitol Christmas tree. You can catch a few pictures of the trees unload early this week in the nation's capital in the November 29 post on the Channel 19 blog. In the talk, former owner-operator and small fleet owner Stevens, now principally in sales with Wilbanks, spelled out some of the details of his and others' piloting of the tree clear across the nation, making stops along the way. I caught up with him a week ago at the stop outside the Bridgestone Arena here in Nashville. Songwriter Lindsey Lawler and a crew of Nashville local songwriters entertained the assembled with a bevy of Christmas songs, as you'll hear. Here's Stevens spelling out the end of his tenure as a small fleet owner himself. November 22nd, 2013 is when I actually sold out to a group of investors that was involved at that time with them. And then, of course, the original owners come back and they now have it back. And, you know, so I, you were an owner I just stayed. Yeah, I had uh, three trucks of my own okay. and had my own authority. and. A rental company, you know, had my own equipment and everything. So, you know, out there, it's one of these deals, you, you get big or go home. And, you know, the safety, what's required, it, it takes a lot to play play ball with the guys you're playing with out there. And, man, it was just, uh, it was a good deal. You know, I went to work for them and good people. I mean, it's a family-based company and family-owned. Started in the 80s. and. They're all still around, and the family's running it, so. How it, big is the company? We've got close to 300 employees. Okay. You know, we're we're in the rig mobilization, you know, oil rigs, so. We're out there heavy haul in southeast New Mexico, west Texas, that Permian Basin area. I live in Hobbs, New Mexico. Our crane supervisor, Josh Rice, he took the first leg, started you know, when they left Quest, Red River area. And he took it all through the northern part, down through Santa Fe, down to Truth or Consequences. Then he swapped out with one of our superintendents over truck pushers. And uh, Josh Garcia took it from there. And then when he left, he, uh, let me see, he went to Capitan, 
uh, there through Rio Dosa, Mescalero Reservation, Apache Reservation. I think they had a really big showing for them. And on to Alamogorda, El Paso, had a couple of stops in San Antonio, up to Georgetown, down to Lufkin, up to Monroe, Brent, Alabama, and there in Atlanta, Georgia. And then I picked it up this morning in Atlanta. Yeah, I flew in there. Got in there yesterday and actually showed up at the Bass Pro Shop. I beat this truck by 10 or 15 minutes. They were like right behind me going through traffic there on 85. And so and me and Josh, we went and had supper together last night. So this is... What's this experience like here with this thing? Man, I don't even know if I can describe it. It's just, it's just mind blowing. It's awesome, you know, just to be doing what we're doing, being around people and once in a lifetime deal. You gotta have experience out here doing this, being over the road. I mean, it. you can't, we, we do a lot of big loads. We got people who are very good at what they do, but then we're working in an oil field. Now we're around, the, we're in some dangerous areas. You know, as far as 285, 128, I don't know if you're familiar, familiar with that part of the country over there, but some of the most dangerous areas yeah. in the nation as far as highways. So the traffic is, but it's different. You don't have five lanes of it. You got two lanes of it. And you know, you got lots of dirt roads, rough roads out in the field. And so, you know, we're, we're real good there, but a lot of difference out here in five lanes of traffic to make sure you don't bang somebody around. So you got to really be careful. And, you know, I, that you, was, you've got that long, I mean, you've obviously been around the industry a long time, probably done a lot of different things and been over the road. Yeah, I've, I've ran reefer trailers. I've ran flatbeds, drop decks. I've hauled all kinds of different loads out here. So yeah, it, I know the last part I was doing, I, I had my rental equipment. I kept a reefer trailer just because I was tired of chaining down out here in all kinds of weather and then they might want tarp. So I just went and bought me a reefer trailer and started shutting doors. <laughs> you know, back up to the docks there, load the wagon. I'm gonna go back towards Albuquerque. <laughs> so. uh, what, do you, what do you think of this truck? Have you driven uh, one of these W990s before? First one I've driven, it's got that pack car motor in it. 455 horse it's as far as what we're needing to do it's doing good it fuel mileage looks real good uh, uh just getting used to it. it shifts real smooth i mean i can't complain about what it's doing it's just being used to it you know used to you're thinking you're going to wind it up a little further and it goes ahead and shifts and then gets doing its thing so it's an auto shift yeah i just let it do its thing it's automatic so it's pretty snazzy truck Used to manual, I'm assuming. Well, we do have a bunch of automatics, but yeah, we we've got a bunch of manuals also on them big winch trucks, you know. So we have lots of heavy-duty trucks, you know. But this this is a nice rig. Tomorrow we'll be going to Knoxville. Okay. Then on up in got it. I know one stop in Virginia, and then I believe we will go up into Maryland. We'll be in Maryland Sunday, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's got a couple of several more stops. Got more stops yeah, because we get we get basically up there in Maryland Sunday, and then we're supposed to get up early in the morning and go on into uh, 
they're gonna yeah they're talking about getting us up early and yeah. taking us in like, so like yeah three or four in the morning yeah so yeah. Um, see how this log book works because <laughs> i've got to have this thing parked before eight o'clock you know this is <laughs> you know i'm in sales now so i don't actually get in a truck very often so here we're running electronic logs and you know everybody else is used to doing that well i'm used to selling and managing helping manage our moves and everything and you know now i'm having to manage a log book and i'm like hey you know we got to get out of here at seven because i got to get this thing parked before eight and get that thing off duty and i've got a the log lady she's done cotton now you got to do this and i said you can't fix it no i can't fix it you've got to do this <laughs> i'm like i don't think i can leave <laughs> so do you know where you're gonna park over to where the football stadium is, I guess, oh, okay. where the Titans play. Okay. So, so yeah, you're, you're not counting on an empty spot at a truck stop or anything like no, that? No, no. <laughs> no, we, we stopped by the Truck Stops of America. You know, they're one of the sponsors. So we wheeled in there today just to take a pit stop for five minutes, you know, and wheeled through that thing and, of course, let them get a bunch of pictures, and you know, since they're sponsoring it. So how long has it been since you've been actually off the road and uh, you know out, out from behind the wheel? I probably drive, haul it something. You know, I'll go help move a crane or something, haul a crane. Every, say three months. You know, it's hard to tell. You know, it's just yeah. according to what we got going. If we're busy, we got a truck sitting. I say, hey, let me go help you out. Find me a couple of flatbeds. I'll go move that crane for you and. You know, and then of course you get out there, well, you, you're working, let's go ahead and work the rest of the day, help do whatever. And as far as over the road, 2013, really. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. You, when you sold your, this yeah, whole yeah. That's when I quit, you know, going way over the road yeah. and everything. Because, yeah, that uh, lady was asking me, you know, what states I'd ran. I said, well, let me tell you what states I haven't ran. I said, I haven't been to Washington, Oregon or uh, Montana, and I haven't been to Rhode Island or Delaware, and I said, that's all I can think of I haven't been. <laughs> I said, I've been everywhere else, you know. I've been up into Canada, you know, above Detroit and everything, up in that area, but. Like the Johnny Cash song, you know. I, I told her, I said, I think somebody wrote a song about yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> been everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Um, How's business for you guys? Everything it's uh, good it's a, it's a tough business to be in. Well, you know, you're in a tight market. You know, everybody's looking. We're in the hot area, and there's the rest of the country's not, you know, in the oil field part. So you got everybody in the world coming down here, and you know, and I don't blame them. I mean, they're starving to death at home. So they flooded our market with trucks. And they're just trying to survive, and I, you know, you can't hold that against them. You know, it's business. You know, they're they got people, they got to work, make a living, and that's where the work's at. So they show up, but then you show up into a hot spot that it costs a lot of money to live there. You know, and this equipment we're running is not cheap. Keeping it up's not cheap. So you know, cheap prices make it tough to, you, you got narrow margins. You can't afford, you, you, better, you, better, yeah, you better manage every dollar you got.
the gentlemen and ladies in the band up here making all the beautiful music for you guys. Go on.